the top stories on Blitz this hour. Rasi Rasmus and SA Rugby plan to appeal World Rugby's ruling. We bring you the latest cricket action from around the world. As well as the season-ending tennis championships. The Sunshine and DP World Tours partner for two more tournaments. And Formula One heads to Qatar for the first time. SA Rugby and Rassi Erasmus have noted the decision of World Rugby's Judicial Committee, which has found the behavior displayed by the director of rugby towards match officials during this year's test series between South Africa and the British and Irish Lions, constituted misconduct. South Africa's rugby governing body, together with Erasmus, have confirmed they will exercise their rights to appeal the verdict. The committee found Erasmus guilty on all six charges against him and he's been suspended with immediate effect from all rugby activities for two months and from all match day activities until the 30th of September 2022. Meanwhile, they only found SA Rugby guilty on one of the two charges against them and they were handed a £20,000 fine. The committee also expects both parties to apologize to the relevant match officials. Neither SA Rugby nor Erasmus will make any further comments until the appeal process is complete. The last time Dwayne Vermeulen played against England, he was named Man of the Match in the Rugby World Cup final in Japan 2019. Injury cost him the opportunity of facing the British and Irish Lions, so now the prospect of completing an unbeaten UK tour against England at Twickenham on Saturday is a tantalising one for the Springbok number 8. If we look back on, on uh, the Lions series, you know, um, really happy for, for the guys and the squad and, um, and also still to be part of that squad in the end was, uh, was really special. I would, would have loved to, you, you know, just to get a, a bit of time on the field, but unfortunately not. Um, yeah, the injury took a little bit longer than, than normal. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I think since then I've, I've really started building, building up again to where I wanted to be. Um, obviously within the rugby championship, um, I wasn't 100% mat, match fit, but, um, you know, working up towards that was, was, was really good. And I think at the end of the rugby championship, I kind of felt like I'm, I'm, I'm in, the, in the right spot where I really wanted to be. And um, the first first two games of end of year tour has also been well. It's been challenging and has been tough. Um, obviously playing playing a, a, up north, but um, yeah, happy happy with the individual performance. But uh, we can always improve. So looking forward to this coming weekend. Famielan joins Captain Sia Kolisi and Quacha Smith in the Springbok back row for the third consecutive week on this tour. A combination that continues to improve with every outing. I must say, Sia has been uh, has been um, in terrific form. Um, you know, he's really raised raised his hand um, as a as a captain, as a leader, and as a as a as an individual player. Um, it's really nice to to see him leading from the front. Um, so it's it's really special for the guys, and it also uplifts the team. Um, and then on the other hand, if, he, if we're talking about Kwaha, uh, you know, he's a he's a special player. He's um, also really busy uh, around the breakdown. He's he's also quick out wide. So we've got two guys that can really run in the outside channels for us, and um, yeah, that that loves every opportunity they get. So it's it's good to see them, um, you know, especially Kwaha getting his getting his chance and um, taking it with both hands. 
With Jasper Visa and Franco Mostert on the bench and Marco van Staden in the squad, the Springboks' loose forward cupboard is well stocked, even in the injury-enforced absence of Peter Steff to Toy. We're really um, happy, or we're in a really good place, if I can say that. Um, you know, we've got we've got really phenomenal loose forwards, um, and it's guys that also not just play in South Africa, that also plays abroad. So they they kind of get to know the, the the people you come up against in in internationals, and they can they can help you out a little bit more. But um, I must say, the guys are really putting up their hands. You know. Uh, the the coaches can pick any any one of those guys you mentioned. Um, it's it's you know they they all play their part in this in this team. And um, you know if someone if someone breaks down, there's a guy that will definitely step up into that spot, and you won't you, uh, and he won't shy of any any of the things on the field. Full stadiums have been a feature of the first two weeks of this tour, and now a packed to capacity Twickenham looms large. Obviously, COVID played played a massive role, um, and a lot of the guys who, who played in the past year and a half, you know, there was no crowds, no people, no no support. Obviously, the guys sitting at home, but it's you don't get that feeling. So, you know, going to Twickenham uh, with a 82,000 um, crowd capacity is is fantastic. You know, um, last weekend and the weekend before, we played Scotland and and Wales, just to get that ambiance and the and the crowd behind the behind the people it's it's great to hear that sometimes it it depends on how you how you take it but i i use it as motivation because you never know for who they who they're shouting um who they're shouting at and uh who they're supporting but uh obviously it's a home crowd but uh but yeah, I must say it's um, it's going to be a really special one for us, and um, yeah, looking forward to the opportunity. And you know, there uh, might be chats from the other side of, about you know it's a it's a, it's a grudge match or uh, from from the World Cup, but you know we'll take it as as our our, our final match of 2021 before we go into a, a long international break um, and get together and the uh, and on. June or, or July 20, 2022. So for us, it's also ending on a high. So it, it's really important for us as, as a squad. Some mouth-watering action to look forward to in week four of the Autumn Nations series. As England take on South Africa, Twickenham, the Principality Stadium in Cardiff will host Wales and Australia, while New Zealand are in Paris for a date against France. The Cheetahs took on the Barcelona Diables in their second Toyota Challenge clash at the Free State Stadium. The men from Bloemfontein opened their campaign in the event with a 31-30 defeat to Western Province at the weekend. And following sweeping changes to their lineup, they got off to a flyer as Enver Brandt put them ahead with an unconverted try. Things went from bad to worse for the Spanish side when they were reduced to 14 men after Sean Sneeman was sent for an early shower for a dangerous tackle on Brendan Thompson. The Cheetahs used their one-man advantage to perfection to send Brandt over for his second try of the match. Luan Potrider then dotted down on either side of the Diables opening try of the match. The home side ran in another two tries just before the half-time whistle to take a commanding lead into the break. The Cheetahs picked up from where they had left off with four unanswered tries before Tise Toyaka ran in for the visitors' second of the match. Musula Mafuma wrapped up an emphatic victory with the Cheetahs' 15th try of the match as they fell one point shy of the magical 100 mark, running out 99-15 to 15 winners. 
The Cheetahs will look to record back-to-back -back wins in the Toyota Challenge Shield. And you can watch the action live from Bloom on your World of Champions. Just three days after they defeated trans-Tasman rivals Australia in the final of the T20 World Cup, New Zealand were back on the pitch again, eager to bounce back. Their opponents and hosts, India, aside at the beginning of a new chapter, with a new captain and a new coach in the form of Rohit Sharma and Rahul Javid respectively. Sharma's first on-field decision as skipper, electing to field first, a choice that bared mixed results. New Zealand's World Cup hero, Daryl Mitchell, was sent packing for a golden duck. But the second wicket partnership between Martin Guptill and Mark Chapman diminished any hopes of an easy game. Chapman the aggressor with six boundaries and two maximums, leading up to his 50. He would become India's next victim, dismissed for 63. The wicket of Glenn Phillips followed three deliveries later. Guptill went on to record a half-century of his own but he was part of a late blitz from the hosts who found three more wickets in the final two overs, 164 for six. KL Rahul and Captain Sharma opened the batting for India, making a solid start. 50 runs without loss, but the former wouldn't last any longer. Mitchell Satner and Chapman combining to remove him at the start of the sixth over. Suyakuma Yadav entered the frame and got the host back on track. He and the skipper forming a deadly partnership, knocking 59 runs between them. Sharma's dismissal raised belief among the tourists. And the wickets of Yadav and Shreya's Ayer guaranteed a nail-biting finish. India needed 10 more runs to win off the final six deliveries. It was Risab Pant who knocked the winning runs giving Sharma his first win as skipper at the first time of asking. India hit the ground running in the series, a fine batting performance from the hosts. India will be out to take an unassailable lead in the series when the second T20 gets underway. Catch it live and only on your World of Champions. Cricket South Africa have announced the SA Under-19 squad who will participate in the 14th edition of the ICC Under-19 Cricket World Cup, which is set to take place in the West Indies for the first time, and will get underway on the 14th of January with the final set to take place on the 5th of February 2022. 16 teams will be travelling to the Caribbean for the 48-match tournament, which will be held in four countries. In preparation for the showpiece event, the junior Proteas will take part in a bilateral tournament against the hosts in December. The young South African contingent will be captained by George van Heerden and will feature the likes of hard-hitter Diervold Brevis alongside openers Jade Smith and Ethan John Cunningham. Asake Tsaka, who has an economy rate of 6.42 with ball in hand, is also set to make the trip and will be aided by wicket-taker Joshua Stevenson. Off the back of his emphatic triumph over Stefanos Tsitsipas in his opening Nito ATP Tour match, Andre Rublev encountered arguably his toughest opponent to date, the recently crowned year-end world number one Novak Djokovic. Rublev, who did not face a single break point against Tsitsipas on Monday, took Djokovic's first service game, but the Serb immediately broke back to make it 1-1. It was a fairly evenly balanced contest until the top seed got his second break which came at 4-3 and then went on to serve for the set. 
Djokovic surged to the lead in the second, using his phenomenal anticipation, breaking his opponent. Rublev with his 25th unforced error to make it 5-2. It was a comfortable final game for the 34-year-old from Belgrade, producing his 14th ace en route to a 6-3, 6-2 victory, booking his spot in the semi-finals for the 10th time in his career. I knew that, uh, that I have to be... I have to be on my toes, so to say. You know, I had to start well with a good intensity. I, I dropped the, the serve again, like in the first match. Uh, it wasn't a great start. I managed to re-break right away. It was a, quite a nervous start from both of us. Some close games until 4-3. And then, uh, you know, it was anybody's game. But then new balls uh, somehow managed to find, uh, managed to find the, the right shots at the right time. I kind of made him play. The, the crucial point was the one... Uh, 4-3 break point when I, when I managed to, to put a good passing shot uh, next to him and you know, get on top of him 5-3. You know, winning a first set, obviously, you know, I put additional pressure on him. I start to you know, maybe play even more consistent from back of the court. I served very well. That, that helped uh, tremendously. World number eight Kasper Ruud was due to face Stefanos Tsitsipas for what would have been an intriguing meeting with both players coming off a loss. But the Greek was forced to withdraw just a day after Matteo Berrettini did the same. The 22-year-old became the first Norwegian to qualify for the ATP finals after a stellar year in which he won five ATP titles. Cameron Nori jetted in on short notice as the ATP final second alternate to face Rude. The 26-year-old has been the ATP's most improved player in 2021, with two titles won, and he continued his good form with a dominant first-set performance, breaking the Root serve in games four and six to clinch the opener. Root fought back in the second set, clinching his first breakpoint of the match in game eight, and then served out to level the contest. Both players held serve for the first four games of the third set. Rood then got the decisive break in game five and never looked back, going on to clinch victory and kept his semi-final hopes alive.